0: And it listened to me. It walked out of the thicket. It turned around and looked at me.
1: They looked up, and in this tree, there was a monkey man. And the monkey man jumped down out of
0: the tree and started running away. And suddenly, they're right in front of the car. He slams on the brakes and manages stop, you're skidding,
1: because at one point, you know, um, and graveling, for, and literally for about a second and a half, they just stood there, because they don't know where to go, and you tell them panic,
0: you know, like the dropping, and their, their, their face is like twitching.
1: Welcome back to Bigfoot Society, this is your host, Jeremiah Byron. Every week I talk to different people in the cryptozoology field. You never know who's going to be on next week. If you'd like to sponsor the show, head on over to patreon.com forward slash the Bigfoot Society. You get access to a ton of things there, including a close-knit cryptid community on Discord where you can connect with like-minded cryptid researchers and enthusiasts, weekly bonus content, the ability to hang out with each week's guest after the main show, exclusive merch, and much, much more this episode, I get to talk to a good friend, Mr. Andrew Peterson from Unknown Midwest. It's a great episode talking about all sorts of different Midwest cryptids, talking about uh, Andrew's involvement with Small Town Monsters as a uh, filmmaker over the years. Uh, It's just a fun time. A good friend, uh, Andrew and I and uh, Matt, we're always going to the Van Meter Visitor Festival, so it's fun to to have uh, Andrew come on and uh, chat about his... uh, Passion Project, uh, Unknown Midwest. You're really going to enjoy this. So uh, sit back, relax, and have a a great time listening to Bigfoot Society podcast. All right. All right, Bigfoot Society, we're back for another episode. This time with my good friend, uh, Mr. Andrew Peterson from Unknown Midwest. And I do mean, I mean, whenever I say good friend or new friend, I always mean that. But like Andrew is actually like, I've worked with him in the trenches of uh the fruit stand which we won't mention the name and uh you know we've gone to the van meter visitor together but i'm so glad to have you on bud how are you doing
0: i'm i'm happy to be here this has been a long time coming i oh, feel like I it's <laughs> years in the making and it's so fun to actually be here um oh man it's I, i'm excited just to chat this is gonna be so much fun like it's yeah, gonna be the unknown midwest bigfoot society variety hour that we've always wanted
1: so it, it really will be it will be. Um, for the people that may not know, if you're not in the, uh, the dis the uh, Patreon discord, I, uh, Andrew is an Iowa filmmaker and cinematographer with a passion for the strange and unknown Uh, married. These two passions together Uh, he's worked with the STM crew and also started a blog. That's uh, recently restarted uh, unknown Midwest. So, which, uh, well, let's, let's talk about that. now. so, the, the cool thing is I've shared some stories about the background of Bigfoot society, mm-hmm. but like there's some that I haven't shared about. Yeah. And I feel like we need to kind of start there with the story about, because mm-hmm. your stuff really, my stuff would not be here without your stuff. Start like, it's very weird, but yeah, I mean, yeah. I would say that like, the thing is, like
0: you were a major part of us or mm-hmm. me, whatever, however you want to put that. Like unknown Midwest becoming a thing originally because, um, you also co-wrote and I. I mean, we'll bring up some of your articles tonight. Like it's, that's true. It's really kind of cool, like going back and looking, um, at the old website, um, as I rebuild the new one, mm-hmm. and go, wow, like we wrote a lot of good stuff. Um, and it was like we also left enough room for things to change in the future, and now it's right. time to change in the future. Exactly. Um, And I remember, like, even I was like, hey, Jeremiah, here's this article. And you're like, oh, I can't wait to put this up on my blog because it's like you get to repurpose the stuff that no one gets to see anymore because the website's been shut down. So,
1: Yeah, that was really fun. Like, I I remember writing an article uh, about the Van Meter Visitor, which Mm -hmm. actually was linked to an Astonishing Legends website. Yeah. Which is pretty amazing. It's awesome. Yeah. Yeah
0: i mean that whole thing so i mean the the best part about uh, our adventure together was yes we worked at a fruit store together right right um but the thing is like i had left and i'd gone down to kansas city and i'd True. come back um i came back without a car though mm-hmm. and you used to drive uber i did and <laughs> i mean we always we always talked about the spooky stuff. Like I remember giving you a Ghost Hunters DVDs, and you were like, "Oh, oh I, don't I, want, I don't know if I want to watch these." I forgot uh, about that. Yeah, no. but that so um, funny. Yeah, I remember dropping those off, and you're like, "Oh, I don't really know if I'm I want to watch know. these." And then you're like, uh, "I got like one episode, and I'm I'm good." And I'm just like, "That's fine. Do your thing." Yeah,
1: yeah. You know. uh,
0: but relating to you being an Uber driver, I worked for a tech, like technology part of right. an education agency. Yep. And um, I would take Uber uh some days when i just didn't feel like getting on the bus and you know saving money to buy a car and all that kind of fun stuff and lo and behold it was you driving me home it's wild and i go jeremiah i have a crazy idea um i kind of want to start a blog about all the spooky stuff we used to talk about and we Mm -hmm. hadn't like we hadn't like had a long conversation in a while no but that 30 minute uber ride um back to my house was like perfect and we just like kind of dove in everything and you're like oh I really have this I really want to get back into like talking about Bigfoot like I love it I remember like my dad showing me all the stuff I'm in search of and exactly I just yep. love it and I was like dude let's partner up let's do and it. then we'll just jam mm-hmm. and unknown Midwest was a great way for me to get into blogging and back into like a creative um, like mindset Um because I had taken a couple years off just to kind of reset like what I wanted to do um, and I had a good friend at the same time that we started a, a blog about Des Moines and that kind of, <laughs> I, yeah, <laughs> we had, so, I had so much going on in this time of my life and it That's was,
1: That's right. I totally forgot about yeah. that, man. That's wild.
0: You were also, I think the first or second interview on our Des Moines blog.
1: That's right. Yeah. I so, was. yeah,
0: because it was kind of like a humans of New York meets like Des Moines and like yep, talking yep. about Midwestern, um, like creators and just, just people in general that made the city cool. Exactly. Um, yeah. So it I just remember being like, "Hey, uh, friend that's developing this website and person who's also <laughs> helped me write this blog, uh, I want to learn how to do this more. Can I can you help me like get the ground rolling with this?" And then I transformed it. And I remember um I was like on a on a podcast called Deviatus. I don't know if that's oh, yeah. still around. Um but it's That's changed a episode. its name. Yeah, it was fun. I like went into like some like ghost like stories that I had from like my past mm-hmm. and what kind of got me into it and like some personal experiences that were bonkers and still don't make sense. Um yeah, dude. But, uh, it was it was cool because I, I remember hearing um there was a there was a radio show and I cannot remember the name of it, but it was uh Jason Hawes and then Oh yeah he had a co host and Seth Breedlove was on it. Yep. And I remember <laughs> DM Seth on uh, Instagram and he responded back, back and I was like, he's like, Oh, I love the website. I was like, what you actually read this stuff? And it was, it was kind yeah, of a cool dude. thing. Cause it was like meshing our two worlds. Um, and at the same time I was also getting back into like taking photos and filmmaking and stuff. And um, like, I'd always had a, I always have a camera in my hand. So whether it was a phone or like an actual camera, Yep. so getting the chance to um, basically start doing the blog that we're doing for the city, making videos. Seth was like, Hey, if you do this, like come along and like, let's go to Bray road and we'll like chat shop and, you know, work together. So that's, it's kind of like how my evolution changed. But then like shortly after um, I got back from like working on Bray road or Mm -hmm. for the day and a half that I was there uh, it was crazy because like my filmmaking journey kind of started like that week. Um, uh, because I left filming with Seth to go premiere a like a like a really experimental short film for a buddy's like poetry like contest, okay. And then literally like that week everybody was like hey can you help me with this can you help me with this and then it was like i had to put on no midwest to the side because i had to focus on my exactly career. so yeah but dude, looking back at those times it was crazy because like we would we would have like chats like we text and like just share all this crazy knowledge that we had um I, I think that was like kind of like even pre like um like skinwalker ranch and then like oh yeah big all time the, all of those things, like we'd we'd share like podcasts with each other. We'd share movies. Uh-huh. We'd watch movies. Um, like Seth would send me a screener, and I'd be like, "Hey, yo, like watch this with me." You know, Hy- so,
1: hypothetically that might have happened. Yeah, <laughs> it did. I mean, you know,
0: we like I I definitely yeah. like in, you know invited you over and like right, watched right. if you could and like no, that it was, was awesome, dude. Yeah, it was a fun time because like we got to the thing is to me it's it's crazy seeing how the community's changed from when I yes, started. It was a such point. a it was like such a niche thing um and it was like i don't know what the what you'd really kind of call it but it was so like in the backgrounds that not a lot of, a lot of people knew about it. like the true crime thing was really big yep yep um and the paranormal stuff just hadn't hit yet right and then all of a sudden it was just like after i left it just exploded and i was like oh whoops. it
1: literally the stuff you, you were doing at that time was a few years too early it's really yeah. weird how that worked out but it, yeah. it is what it is and uh, live and learn we're getting back getting back at it now. but it's it's crazy so first off, but so I want to make sure that I, I have this thought like, mm-hmm. I wish you could almost figure out like the odds of us like of me getting you in an Uber, which like crazy odds yeah. crazy odds for that to happen, but mm-hmm. it affected so much um, also, so there's gonna be a few people that are listening to this that are, mm-hmm going to be really interested so like you got to go up and uh work with seth uh in wisconsin mm-hmm. for the beast of uh bray road mm-hmm. doc so what was it uh, exactly that you were able to help out with up there
0: so i mean i my whole like adventure up there mm-hmm. um was just honestly to just meet them uh okay so seth was like hey we're filming you're like four or five hours away you just want to come up and like hang out um so it was nice just because it's like I had, I had listened to like Sas what, and I had listened oh, yeah, to like yeah, yeah, his yeah, like yeah. <laughs> like yeah. his radio stuff, and it was kind of like Seth was doing something that I wanted to do eventually, mm-hmm. right? And he was like basically working with all his buddies, kind of like I was working on, with all my buddies on this blog, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and it was kind of like one of those like real, recognized, real type of situations where I was exactly. like, you, we're we're both like looking at these things at different different lenses, and we want to figure out what like the human side is. We want to figure out um how to like just basically share this with like a new audience or people group of people that actually care and want to learn more about it um so basically it was just us hanging out but when i got there um it was great because i got to meet like the like the og kind of stm oh yeah
1: totally um
0: and it was really fun because like centina was there and then um I'm to remember if Brandon was there. I know Jason was there. Um yep, yep. Zach, of course. Yep. Um, but it was cool because it was like, I had been doing a lot of like personal filmmaking and I'd worked with like some crews um, at that point. Um, so it was just like the thing, the day I was there, they were interviewing the, um, oh, it was like the animal control officer and I don't remember his oh, name yeah, right yeah, now, yeah. Right. Um, which was a crazy story, but it was fun because I got to go help them set up and like, um you know, help him like figure out the lighting and all that kind of stuff. And just kind of just be a fly on the wall and kind of enjoy, enjoy that moment. I think um, the funnest takeaway from that entire experience was like basically showing up, uh, I think probably like 10 or 11 at night. And I, I joked with somebody on this like after show a couple weeks ago, or actually uh, just on Friday. Yeah. That Wisconsin is an extra special kind of dark. Like once it hits night, there's yep. no extra light in Wisconsin. Yep, it's just strange because they just don't have like streetlights like you have in Des Moines or even like in some rural like parts of Iowa where there's just like a good little streetlight. And it was like misty and dark. And then Seth's like, uh, "Do you want to go check out the road?" And I'm like, "Yeah, yeah." Totally. And I'm pretty sure I threw like an expletive in there because i was so excited. And Mark Maskey's <laughs> like, oh, no, no, no earmuffs. And I'm just like, oh, sorry. <laughs> so <laughs> that's totally Mark yeah. thing to do. That's but hilarious. I was like, oh, I'm so sorry. I was way too excited. I didn't, <laughs> uh-huh. I didn't realize that, you know, Andy was like young Andy was like
1: hanging out in the back. Oh, yeah, because and like, Andy yeah. would have been so young at that yeah. time. Whoops. That's wild. Well, sorry. But anyway, um, it got to grow up, you know,
0: <laughs> but it, it was cool. Like we basically just drove down the road and they were talking about the day before that they had a deer that ran in front of their oh, car wow. and freaked them out. And I was like, dude, we're going to see something like, and it was just like, we're all just messing around with each other. But it was just like, it was an extra kind of spooky kind of area to be on because, mm. you know, you, like you read Linda Godfrey's book, yes. um, you watch all the monster quest stuff and you just yep. expect this like road to just be like a terror, like, like just haven right and it's just a road and there's some trees and there's a farmer too right and then there's like the skinwalker ranch in wisconsin just to your left and like there's yeah, all these kind was. of random things that are on that road but it's just a small little unassuming road that just had some creepy stuff happen so but yeah it was it was it was a fun hangout and then of course that kind of led to, to like seth and i um i worked on ufos with him uh yeah, exactly. which was really fun um and then Seth and I Seth approached me with something, um, which we can, we can, we, we kind of hint at like you being involved with, um, like with terror in the skies. And then there was supposed to be something oh, else right. that happened, but it was super top secret. And I was the one who like, kind of couldn't hold up my end of the bargain because I was so busy and I just couldn't make It is what it. it
1: is, you know? <laughs> so, but There's so many alternate mm-hmm. universes out there. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah, I know what you're talking. About. Like, mm-hmm. it's all coming back to me now, dude. Like, yeah. look what I got right here. Mm-hmm. Boom! Can you see uh, it? So good. That was such again.
0: a fun shoot. I, I think you've oh. talked about it. Oh man, I think you've talked about it on that on on this podcast before. And I know yeah. I think Seth even brought it up with you. But it was it was such a fun thing because um, I it was it was it was. It was it was kind of like one of the things I always wanted to do was like, let's tell a story about something mm-hmm. native to Iowa. Um, exactly. And then we got to basically weave in with uh, Chad Lewis and um, uh, Kevin. Oh no. Kevin God, Lee Nelson. Kevin Lee Nelson. Yep. Oh man. And then Steve Ward was there as well to talk. Oh, um, Steve Ward. Uh, Steve Ward. I felt so <laughs> bad making Steve Ward climb up all those steps in that dingy old warehouse. But um it was it was a really fun shoot because it was like I remember Chad coming in and being like, Whoa, this isn't like just some like podunk production, like you've got lights and stuff all set up and like we soundproof that whole warehouse good. and and I remember just being like, Hey Jeremiah, I know you just came to hang out. You're gonna interview all these folks. Thanks. And you were like, What? And I was like, Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're yeah. welcome to the crew. But that was it was a fun time. Like my buddy Tobias like still talks about that to this day. He was like, Yo, you remember when we interviewed all those like monster hunters? And I was like, Yeah, that we need a, to do that again
1: so um it's that whole sit in you're right i have talked about this before but Mm -hmm. it is it's this is interesting because it's a different viewpoint you know Mm -hmm. um but uh the the whole thing where like you know i was there i thought i was there to just kind of hang out and then you were like "Mm, come up with questions and blah blah Mm -hmm. blah which is literally like if if you had never done that i would Mm -hmm. never have like fallen in love with interviewing and started bigfoot society would never have happened a hundred percent i mean the thing is
0: the thing is like i trusted you in that situation i knew you'd be good like you have a you had a knowledge of what we were talking about and it's like i um i i think one of the one of the things that's hard about filmmaking um or people don't understand or like like people that are really good at it for example like they can do like solo interviews or kind of do solo shooting are just Uh They're like another level of like. Their brain can focus on so many different things, and right. my thing was like I wasn't gonna let Seth down by like letting a camera stop. Oh, totally. Or like have the audio cut out, or whatever else. Um, and I was just like, I need someone to focus on this camera and this setup because we were shooting mm-hmm. four cameras, which was overkill.
1: It was wild, dude.
0: Um, and Seth, I think was even like, uh, you guys shot four cameras, and I was like, yeah. Because I'm just extra. I'm sorry. I have four cameras. I'm going to use all of them. Um, <laughs> yeah. But, but the thing is it was like, it worked because I didn't, I wanted to give them, I wanted to give Seth like a bunch of like cutting op- options. Exactly. Because the thing is like when you shoot interviews, you have to like people say, um, or, uh, and they like, think about things and you have to cut away and like act like it never happened. But exactly. anyway, the thing is like when I'm in my role, it's like, that's like my one thing that I'm focusing on, like pure and simple. Um, and being able to, like, focus on all the other, like, things that are happening and then also ask intelligent interview questions and then follow-up questions um, and then also, like, hunt for those thoughts is very tricky. And I was like, Jeremiah is really good about asking questions and he's is a really good listener. So I'm just going to ask him to do it. And I know he's going to say <laughs> yes because he loves Chad Lewis and he loves these guys. That's and the, the thing yeah. is – yeah. But the thing is, like, you already had open communication with those guys too, and like, like I—that's true, yeah, that's so true. We did. Yeah, it was it was more comfortable for them to just respond to what your questions, and it, I think it came through in that film because they gave very uh, thoughtful answers, and vice versa to the questions you that you were, you were asking. So, yeah. yeah, I I am glad that that kind of spurred maybe this on, but I think that's also just kind of your in in inert kind of person, like you're curious and. You exactly. know how to ask questions yeah. and you, you do a great job of, of interviewing.
1: So thank you. yeah, thank, I appreciate that, dude. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you would, you would tell me if I, if I wasn't, which is something <laughs> that I appreciate about you. Um, you and Matt are very honest with your feedback. Uh, fruit and That's how
0: we grow, man. That's how we grow.
1: <laughs> exactly. Um, so before there's a certain point in this, I, I want to kind of reach into your unknown Midwest knowledge, mm-hmm. but not quite yet. There's a few yeah. things I want to do before we get there. Um, we kind of alluded to it already that you were also involved with STM uh, with uh, on the trail of UFOs. Mm-hmm. Uh, would you be all right? Like, how was that experience for you? Cause you were actually going out there. You were in the midst yeah. of it in West Virginia.
0: We'll be right back.
1: Hey, it's Pat Flynn here, host of the award-winning podcast, the Smart Passive Income Podcast, which was created to help you learn how to become an entrepreneur, and in the simplest way, too. You know, entrepreneurship can be very difficult. I like to simplify things, and I interview people like Josh Hall, and Shane and Jocelyn Sams, and Maria Fela. Who are they? Well, they're people just like you, people who have taken action after listening to the show and have built a business that has changed their lives, and I'd love to share an episode with you that I think will inspire you to get started, too, Check out the link in the description or go to smartpassiveincome.com/slash one two two to get inspired, get what you need to get started, and change your life. You got this, and thank you.
0: Uh, it was insane. Uh, so the thing is, like, I <laughs> I love that experience. I think Seth kind of pushed me into boundaries that I didn't know that I could mm. like, yeah, like be a part of. Um, and it was also like one of those things where it's like. I really enjoyed my trip. I wish that I would have like been a little bit more in shape like I am now, like able right. like, to hustle around right. with like a bunch of equipment yeah, yeah, yeah. and stuff because like we were like, I, I felt super bad because I was having, I, I got hurt on a shoot like prior to oh, okay. going to, on this and I had like some issues with my back and like sciatica kind of like oh, nerve wow. thing. Yeah. Just don't lift mm. hef- hefty, heavy lights by yourself. And then yeah, anyway, long story short, we were hiking up a cliff and I'm like, I'm zonked because my back's hurting. I'm like just trying to like keep up and I'm just like, I'm really sorry that I'm holding everybody up. Um, But yeah, it was fun because like Seth, like Seth moves really quick and it's, it's one of those Mm -hmm. things where you, we jam so much into those days that it was a, it was a kind of a good filmmaking test for me to shoot documentaries. And I loved every minute of it. It was, it was just fast paced and like pulling together all these awesome interviews and then it kind of all culminated with us going to like Dolly Sads, which uh, oh, yeah, is, sure. um, I mean, as you probably see in the film, it's yep. like it's like the true dark skyland, right? So it's mm-hmm. super high elevation. We're like climbing over like crevices, like you know, jumping over like a couple foot gaps just to, you it's know, wild. get to where we're going. Um, and uh, it was crazy because it was um, oh, Mothboy Matt uh was, yeah we were there he's he there with uh with shannon and they keep on like seeing these lights and i'm just like all right i'll, I'll go hang out Ooh, with them
1: okay okay
0: and that's where like shannon's like oh well they, it's kind of like that light and i just point my camera up and focus it up and then you just see a little light just like do, 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 and oh, then just blinks out yeah which yes I, yes which i it's really fun i don't know i think seth said that something happened with that footage i don't i'm pretty sure it made it into the film but he was like trying to figure out what exactly we were talking about. And he like did his best to kind of like show it because the, the problem is we're shooting at such a high sensitivity on that camera. Okay. And it wasn't really true, truly like, like it's not a night vision camera. It can basically see in the dark, but it's not like a night vision, like astroscope, Right. Right. So you can see it in the film, like kind of like go across the screen and then just disappear. Um, but it was crazy because like, I wasn't expecting to like see anything weird. And like, I remember like we were looking at our, uh, I pulled up, uh, what is it, stars or uh, the... Uh, oh, to see the planes
1: yeah. and stuff. Yeah, yeah, we yeah.
0: Looked, basically looking that and then the, the star map type stuff just to see yeah, if right. there's a satellite. And there was like yep, no yep. satellite in that area. So, you know, like my rational brain's like, okay, that was just a plane. And then it was like, mm. planes just don't disappear. It was just like, Whoa. I was shooting. We were like shooting <laughs> that light because in honesty, we were just trying to capture like something that was moving and like something that could have been what they saw because we weren't sure if it was a plane or not. Cause it was kind of blinking in a weird way, but it just vanished right in the middle of the, like right in the middle of the, of the picture just disappears. And it was kind of cool. Like reliving that moment, like watching the film because I, I kind of, was like, ah, I'm not no scientist, but that was weird. You know, like, uh, I it was, don't know. yeah, it's, it, it's, it was really funny. Like re-seeing that and just, reliving that moment because it was really strange like we don't know what it was could it be like it's probably not a ufo but it was still definitely something super strange that like yeah i mean i guess it could could, it's technically a ufo you don't know what it is and it's flying
1: that's true it it checks out it it technically has the definition right yeah i heard there was some i mean there was some weird stuff that happened in that that shoot um because i i saw i remember seeing the behind the scenes Mm -hmm. stuff because it's in uh stm squad if you go far enough back on the community tab and. It's pretty interesting stuff.
0: Well, the place that I so I think you had commented on um, some photos of them like doing their retreat like this week.
1: That's the and same place. That was the same. So the that same same was place.
0: the uh, the church. Camp. The same, yeah, same air Airbnb or church camp or wherever we, yeah, we, we yeah. don't want to call it. We stayed for yeah. um, to do like the like if you watch that movie, that's where we did like the fire pit um, yep. Yep. interviews and whatnot. Um but that place is crazy because I, I cannot think of the guy's name. I was going to rewatch this last night just to pull this guy's name out, but he was a naturalist. Um, so basically that scene oh. is, Oh, go ahead. Uh,
1: was it? Is it Purdue?
0: Might be. I, I, I'm kind of ashamed that I don't That's re- remember. That's all right. That's name. all right. But yeah, it's basically there's a guy in a leather jacket and then this guy is a naturalist. Um, um, oh, it's Ron Lanham
1: and Joe Purdue. Yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah That's yeah. right. Yep.
0: That's totally it. Yep. But it was, it was great because like, so we went off into the woods because, like you know, I'm with Bigfoot guys. Like they gotta go, they gotta go check for Squatch, right? Exactly. So it was definitely interesting because, like, we're walking around with like EMF meters and like kind of it's almost mm-hmm. like a ghost hunt. Um, yeah. That's where uh, I think I don't know if it made it to the STM the uh, squad thing, but like uh, Seth with like the Civil War soldiers thing. I don't know if that made it. Maybe that's oh, a deep plug. I don't plug. know. He was he was <laughs> like requesting Civil War so- soldiers to come out and show themselves because you know you know we're in west virginia but i'm pretty sure that made it the sdm squad it was a funny moment but but the thing is like while that was happening though like we're walking through like a like a dip in the forest and like E.M.F. meters kind of doing some weird things which Hmm. it's kind of cool that like you're bringing ghost hunting equipment out to like a bigfoot hunt which that was kind of an interesting kind of parallel to me it's like that's smart you know if you see something spooky or see some lights Maybe it'll it'll change some EMF fields, and then you can actually capture some data on that. But that was cool because like you get to go out in the fo- like the forest of those guys, and then you know there's weird sounds. I think I think it's really hard um, for people that are not used to being in the woods a lot mm-hmm. um, to get like uh, acquainted with it. Because for example, like when we first got there, you get out of the car, and you've been in a car for hours and then on an airplane and everything else right like a squirrel sounds massive in the woods because your your brain is like clicking back into caveman era and you're like oh my god what's gonna get me and it's a squirrel or it's a chicken like it's like yeah so it's but the thing is especially at night because your brain is like hyper hyper focused on everything so any sound like just becomes amplified in an interesting way Mm. um and i remember when i was so um I went to school in South Carolina and I was in civil air patrol and we did like search and rescue training. Um, That stuff is really helpful. Like your brain, like clicking into those kind of like survival modes or like hyper focus modes are really important. And if you like harness those, well, it like makes you very adapt to the woods. So like, a if you're like hunting for a person who might've like been in a plane crash or like missing in the woods, those little cracks in the woods can maybe alert you like where to go or, you know, to find something. So it's, it's, it's very it was really interesting hanging out with those guys because they're used to being out in the woods at night like looking for squash and then you know they hear tree knock and they're like whoa did you hear that and we're like yeah that was really weird like what's going on and then you know we we walk back to the cabin and we have a nice little discussion about like basically the woods and like what sasquatch could be and like all these deep conversations that you know kind of pop up when you're out in the woods and like Mm -hmm looking for weird stuff so it wasn't just it was definitely a very fun experience for me because it wasn't just ufos and it wasn't just aliens it wasn't just like Andrew cold like right (laughs) it wasn't all the honestly stopping at the stop the spot where darren Berger met Andrew cold was really
1: cool oh that would have been awesome Um, yeah
0: you know it's just it's all those kind of elements that kind of come together just to you know it left a really good impression on me so it was really fun hanging out hanging out those guys i wish i could do it again i'll be honest
1: they yeah Well, I mean, I remember you were, you were so pumped about Mm -hmm. that whole situation. It was very, very cool. And I was, I was happy that you were able to, to go out there. I have uh, a question or so that is off script. So get ready. Um, But uh, recently in my episodes, I've wanted to put things in where uh, the guest gives really like specific advice because there are people listening to this that are just wanting probably to get into, you know, what you're doing, which is, you know, using your talents as a filmmaker uh, and maybe making films based on, you know, cryptids, legends, stuff like that, potentially. So uh, do you have any uh, advice to, to filmmakers just starting out or maybe, you know, people that don't have the amazing camera that you have, but they do have an iPhone, you know, Mm -hmm. or something like that. Anything.
0: I think, I think when it, when it, where it comes down to well if I just breaking down like where I started Mm -hmm. um and where I'm where I'm at now um I think the main thing is I would say a be a good listener Mm. because the thing is like you can learn a lot from people around you you can also learn a lot um just from like communities in a way so like finding like probably like finding a community is like the biggest part right sure because I wouldn't be where I'm at if I didn't just like send a couple texts or DMS or be like, Hey, let me, yeah. let me work for free. Let me, I mean, I'll hold drinks. I just want to like, see how this works. Right. Yep. Um, yep. And that's how I met, met and uh, work with like one of my good cinematographer, uh, <clears throat> good cinematographer friends, uh, Bruce James Bales. Like it's crazy that I went from, it was crazy because I think he actually hit me up first and was like, Hey, I really want to work with you and like just hold drinks. And I'm like, no, 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 no. But uh, <laughs> I want to do that for you because you're way yeah. more advanced than I am. I'm just doing my best to like make cool stuff. Um and then, you know, you know, postmark, you know, 6-7 years later and like I'm directing a film and he's the one shooting it for me. So it's That's wild. It's it's just those kind of things. I think to me it's like just listen, have some humility, um like mm-hmm. be humble. Mm-hmm. Um don't try too much at once and then just try to find just try to find some like-minded people that um, just want to do cool stuff. Um, and then just at the end of the day, just like listen to what everybody's doing and then, then just keep going. Yeah.
1: Oh, I agree. Community is number one, dude. And like you get yourselves in a community of like-minded people mm-hmm. and then the connections start in that. And then the stuff starts getting created out of mm-hmm. that community. That's when like the magic starts happening. So hundred percent, the work 100%. doesn't really
0: feel like work. It's just like you hanging out with your friends and then you made something really cool.
1: Exactly. So, dude. Yeah. I love it. That is really, really good advice. Um, let's talk about, uh, so <laughs> we are, we are going to talk about uh, some, some cool cases about, are you comfortable with talking about your, uh, your uh, plans for uh, the future with films at this time, perhaps? Yeah. Maybe? <laughs>
0: um, yeah, sure. I mean, the thing All is right. like, so because I was bringing back on the Midwest. Um, yeah. One of the things I wanted to do, was i wanted to try and do um i didn't want to do documentary stuff because i think okay there's already there's already great people doing documentary work and sure. um that's not my place like mm-hmm. i i come from a land of like narrative film where um we get to tell stories basically through cinema right so um uh we just finished i just finished my my first uh written and directed film which Honestly, maybe I'll give it to your Discord guys first so they can tear me
1: apart. Oh, that dude, <laughs> you know, they would be all about it, and they will oh, you yeah. good feedback too. Yeah, I, you should you know it. We'll talk about
0: that. Yeah, yeah, yeah um, yeah. but I would love I, the thing is, that's this, this, your community is one of those communities where I'd be like, hey, tell me what, tell me how you feel about this because I feel like they're a, they're that's very awesome. open, they're very grateful people join us, Patreon. Anyway, um, thank you. they yeah, no, they're awesome. great. Um, but the, when it comes down to like unknown Midwest and what I want to do is like, since mm-hmm. I, I have so many narrative filmmakers and I've uh, met so many great actors. Um, I just want, I'd like to try to spend a couple weekends or however long it takes to actually try and retell some stories. Mm. Um, and I may or may not have sent you a script. And I think, yeah. Uh, between yeah. you and our buddy, Matt, um, I was really excited about how you guys felt about it. Um, it was awesome, so that um <laughs> right now I'm having some trouble with locations, but yeah, the thing exactly. is the goal that we have in mind is to shoot this short um in august okay um we're gonna try to do it as is well A, it's gonna be at least period accurate the 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 issue we're kind of coming down to is um rural homes of say the 1970s mm-hmm. are a little bit hard to find. Um, oh, interesting. And it's also not like you want to tell somebody like, hey, you got a crusty house. Can I uh, shoot a movie here? You I know? really like it. <laughs> so, so it's, you know, like, for example, like we, I work for uh, a studio in Iowa right. named Studio Iowa. Um, great name. So the uh, we also. Uh, I also have connections through produce, uh, produce Iowa as well. So, I mean, we've sent off a couple of emails to them, like looking for locations to shoot. Oh wow, that's cool. Now the thing is, of course, this isn't an Iowa legend; it's an Enfield,
1: Indiana legend, or or in Enfield, Illinois, as it were.
0: Oh crap! Did I say that wrong? Is it Illinois? I thought it it was Indiana. Well, you know what?
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. Oh no! (laughs) I've said stuff on here you wouldn't believe that I've cut out.
0: Wink. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. Well, I definitely looked at my notes for something else and I probably You're read good. the wrong state. But anyway, yeah, the main crux of that's gonna be taking place in Enfield, which AKA means the Enfield horror. Exactly. So I mean, not to give away too much, but the the main crux of the story is gonna be told by um Henry McDaniel, uh Henry oh, Jr. Yeah. and Lil. Um and of course we'll start with uh basically the good old kid getting the shoes attacked so oh man it's gonna be really fun filming that awesome. um everybody everybody on my crew that i've kind of shared it with and then external crews are like yeah we need to do this because it's just and then you tell them like oh yeah this actually happened and they're like no it didn't and i was like yeah read this listen to this like so it's it's been really kind of fun um and the thing is like i feel like i always like read people uh like henry mcdaniel's like citing report and goes uh i'm just gonna read it because i just love it because it had it had three legs a short body two little short arms and two pink flashlight eyes it stood four and a half (laughs) feet tall was grayish in color and it tried to get in the house like that's a a movie pitch as it is right there like that's all you have to tell people they're like uh yeah i need to see that so oh yeah it's crazy like going through um that lore especially with enfield because I don't think we're going to get quite as deep as like the guys like Rick Rainbow, which was like the radio DJ in town that in good old Kokomo that was like, huh, I'm going to go out and try to hunt this beast and Rick rainbow. Yeah. could you like, I just I was like Rick rainbow in the morning, get the lead out, you know? <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> I, I love, I love that because the thing is like our favorite prop. I mean, one of my favorite people, uh, Lauren Coleman shows up into that. It's um, wild. Yeah. So it's, it's a great story. Like, basically, um, I need – there's somebody out there that has this issue of fate. But there's an issue of fate where um, it's John Keel um, and uh, Lauren Coleman. I guess, no, that's not Colm Keller. That's not the right name. But there's <laughs> another there's another guy in there. Yeah, Colm Keller didn't go back in the past just to write something about Enfield. But um, I cannot think of the guy's name. But anyway, I'm – you know, it's late. Full day exactly but the two like basically having john keel and lauren coleman write something about this i think it was like swamp oh, slobs awesome. invade illinois yeah. or something like that um i need to find that article because i just want to read it and kind of see what they say about it i mean i know um lauren coleman like went in supposedly like heard the sounds which were like cat hissing kind of yells mm. um and then they were supposedly recorded um and i've had I've asked somebody to ask Lauren Coleman about those tapes. And he's like, I can't find them.
1: Oh no. Yeah. So he, yeah, I mean, yeah, he's yeah. got a
0: huge, he's got a huge inventory of stuff. Like I'm I not know. expecting him to find a cassette from the seventies, but it would be so cool to hear that sound. Right. Um, and the crazy thing is like, I mean, I know people have asked, uh, like call the radio station and be like, Hey, do you have this recording? And they're like, yeah, we don't have it. Sorry, bud. Go. So I, I think the, the main crux of what we're going to do is just try to like put people in those scenarios. um, so and just kind of see what happens. Like it's it's it. it'll be a fun it'll be a fun adventure for us just because it's you know, like we don't have like Hollywood budgets, you know, mm-hmm. it's basically still like indie filmmaking, but it's um we're just trying to do something a little bit different. And I think telling telling those kind of stories and just like you know, posting them on YouTube or wherever they're gonna end up living is just gonna be kind of fun because I think I think in the bite-sized short film kind of narrative um realm like sharing those kind of stories um and giving them like a good polished look is something that people can share and be like whoa did you see this kind of thing and then like who knows it, I would love to do a couple more than just enfield like we've talked about I mean I shot footage of the van meter visitor fest last year yeah, I shot a yeah, lot of and it was awesome so I mean that would be it would be great to do like a micro doc about van meter just for van meter like that would be
1: yeah that would be really cool. um
0: so there's there's things that I want to do in my with my skill set and my ability. Mm-hmm. Um and the thing is like we talked about the, the the Van Meter thing being not really just about the monster, but all the people that are oh
1: yeah keeping the monster alive. Right. Yeah. So which is a really cool take mm-hmm. on it. And I yeah. liked how you had you had brought that up. Yeah. yeah. So
0: I mean that's 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 on it's on the like the short list. I'll put mm-hmm. it that way. Like Enfield's gonna get done in August. Like I know it's gonna get done in August. And like that's awesome. Even if we have to um kind of cut a couple corners just to make like kind of lose a little bit of like the the reality. Like if they if they end up living in a little bit nicer house that's still seventies like era, like I would rather at least get the get the emotion out um and share that story. Um and then maybe revisit it once we actually have a crazy budget and can actually tell the full story. But I think um, to me, it's like, I kind of want to go whiplash with it. Like if I get yeah. some people excited about it, like, please give me a budget and I'll tell the whole story. That's my, that's oh, that yeah, that'd be so, cool,
1: dude. Yeah, dude. Totally. So the, yeah. the thing about this community is like, if someone wants to make something really mm-hmm. cool. Yeah. Oh, the Tom slicks will come out of the woodwork, mm-hmm. my friend. And yeah. they will be people you would not, you would not mm-hmm. like imagine because like, they're amazing. They're amazing people. And like mm-hmm. the passion, for the cryptozoology community, yeah, it's deep, dude. Mm-hmm. It's awesome.
0: I I think that when I look at things like Enfield, there's like <clears throat> one of my favorite parts is like the sheriff, like Sheriff Bouchard, <laughs> because he is he is like I'm not taking this in my small town, like <laughs> because it's like you better stop talking about them gray aliens, because like I'm not putting up with that. <laughs> you know? So it's 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 you have like this, you have so many different little storylines, and then you have of course like the events themselves like one of the big things with uh good old mr rainbow is the fact that he saw a creature that was like hairy right Mm. which then like equates to like other like cryptozoology things because you know like there's like uh what are they like uh devil apes or devil monkeys you know there's phantom kangaroos which this thing could have been like there's all these different angles that it could go and Mm. you know it's it's crazy because like there's even there was even another case um in Mount Vernon, uh, which is in that kind of same similar area. I think it's a couple, like maybe like 40, 50 miles away where back in the thirties, they had people seeing like, like a baboon type creature. Oh yeah. 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 And so I, it's, it's interesting because you have like ape encounters and like, like that animal's not supposed to be here. What's that animal doing here? So like, whether it be like a phantom kangaroo or like a devil monkey or something, that's just like there's there's fun stories to be flushed out and i think putting them in a different um viewing pattern might
1: enlighten people to kind of
0: research and keep those kind of stories alive otherwise they're just going to go away
1: dude the midwest is totally unknown once you get like we get a lot of people like oh yeah midwest lame. but like when you look into it there is weird stuff Mm -hmm. out here man and like the little egypt southern illinois yeah great example I uh, remember uh, the year of the festival when they were talking about uh, the Skinwalker Ranch of the of Missouri. Yes. Oh my goodness. And that's just starting to come out now. Uh, a few yeah. li- a few years later, people are actually talking about it on podcast. Mm-hmm. I think it was like uh, the code name is like Marley Woods, something like that.
0: Yeah. Marley Woods yeah. is weird, man. I, I've heard about it and I've kind of, I need to like start re- like not researching, but like reading up on it and kind of see what that kind of leads. Um, but it's the same kind of thing with like Bray Road. Like you have a very mm. you have some really weird, like I don't know if they're window areas or how you really want to equate them, I think but so. there's something there's some weird stuff, and there's a lot of things that like connect. Like I I'm I'm not embarrassed to say that I've probably watched Hellier like six or seven times, like all the way through. That's amazing. I love <laughs> it. I, I think the thing is I think more people need it's good stuff. It is good stuff, and I think the first time people watch it, they're like, Oh, they just saw Tim Can, mm. they're making this stuff up. And it's like no 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 no, no, no. <laughs> read like read what they're talking about or like actually like listen to what they're saying and it's like i think people think that they jump to conclusions too many times but the thing is what they're trying to really tell you is like this is what it's really like being in like a paranormal event or a uh just kind of going down a rabbit hole of like kind of weird synchronicities because they all kind of lead to one thing right so for example i i remember listening to a podcast about um the loveland frog uh yeah and they were talking about, of course, you know, it like smells of like um, almonds and alfalfa, and is green and has like a has like a a cape and like a wand.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Well, then you watch Hellier, and like one of the things from Hellier is like, oh, we saw this thing with a cape and a wand.
1: Oh, yeah, you know, right. and it's just like, okay, yeah. well,
0: like that's Ohio, that's Kentucky, uh-huh. and there's like all these things that connect, right? So, yeah, it, I think the thing is, once if you people have to be a little bit more open to what, what possibilities there are out there because a lot of times if it's, and it was pointed out in Hellier and I kind of really believe it is if like Bigfoot people talk to like ghost hunters and ghost hunters talk to guys that are like looking into UFOs, they're going to be surprised how many like parallels and things that actually connect. It's kind of like the guys in West Virginia taking an EMF detector looking for Bigfoot. Exactly. It's like, there's a lot of, th- there's a lot of room for people just to communicate. And that was kind of one of my original <laughs> goals with unknown Midwest back in the day was, let's build a community and just talk about the stuff exactly and let's just talk about everything because something has to connect right so yeah
1: yeah dude it it's not just like I mean the Midwest has weird stuff in it like mm-hmm. you can like and you can get really specific like you can just mm-hmm. look into Iowa oh yeah and there's like wild stuff like if you look in Weatherly's new book mm-hmm. yeah this one hey super good mm-hmm. um my goodness
0: well, it's like, the thing is too, with like Iowa, you've, I mean, we, we talk about you writing articles back in the day. Like mm-hmm. you wrote a, uh, a big, uh, a Bigfoot article for unknown Midwest back in the day on Lockridge, Iowa.
1: Lockridge, yeah, dude. Oh man. yeah. So,
0: I mean, you have like some hairy creature, like basically walking up into a farm and just kind of wreaking some havoc. And then the people have no idea what's going on. So it's, it's that kind of stuff. I mean, um, yeah, that KGGO, uh, interview with a gentleman from New York that's yep. looking into like. Bigfoot stuff uh in Iowa.
1: Well he saw my Well yeah. <laughs> you're a trendsetter, bud.
0: You're 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 being easier now. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so he saw my TikTok and mm-hmm. like cause he's the guy who did he's did the uh, Squatch Iowa documentary. I yeah. don't know if you yeah I have not so, seen that yet, but I haven't either, but
0: yeah man, I've got so much stuff. To, I think we were discussing this before. Like I've got so much stuff to like catch up on. Um and that list is only getting longer and uh, I'm gonna be old and gray by the time I finish it and then it's gonna exactly. be 2025. 20, 20, yeah
1: yeah so um yeah the Lockridge Lockridge monster is weird because it's like if you start digging into that mm-hmm. whole area of Jefferson County Iowa yeah which is like east of Des Moines central Iowa mm-hmm. uh, dude there's lots of weird uh Iowa seventies reports. Mm-hmm. Uh, stuff that is documented and i'll say stuff that is not documented in paper form and i have to leave it there yeah but um dude and i don't think it's i know weatherly weatherly does like do an amazing job like 80 pages of mm-hmm. bigfoot reports but like uh that jefferson county bigfoot area there's mm-hmm. there's like a bigfoot 70s flap or something Dude, it's well, wild
0: th- the thing that i thought was interesting too and i remember reading your article back in the day that it wasn't like super tall it was like five feet yes exactly so it, it's like okay well if it's five feet and you got a couple of those like maybe things that have adapted to like a midwestern climate right mm. those are just gonna hide in the corn all day long like you're never gonna see them mm-hmm. um because i mean the thing is like i mean i'm i'm five nine and i think even the photo you shared with me like in the cornfield like right it's just arcing over me like you just disappear and the thing is it's also like it's weird like if you get into corn sometimes it kind of just like holds sound so yes, it gets extra creepy, like, mm-hmm. but yeah, I mean, the thing is if something adapts to like migrating or um, vice versa, like, yeah, you could hide a creature like that and they have food. Like, oh it's yeah. Be fine.
1: So yeah. Uh, Shannon has at least one episode way back mm-hmm. where it's her talking to, I believe it's an interview with someone from Southern Iowa somewhere mm-hmm. about bigfoot uh reports of them in cornfields and it's yeah. it's some creepy stuff dude definitely worth another listen
0: right i need to check that out like shannon yeah. does a great job i remember one like back in the day like it was i would listen to into the fray mm-hmm. um beyond reality radio which is the show that i couldn't think of earlier oh yeah um, yeah
1: yeah right
0: and then like i think the kryptonite guys started around that same time so it was really kind of there's a lot yeah. of things that were like feeding my interests and um you know it's one of those things you hear somebody talk about that kind of stuff on a podcast and you're like well wait where else does this go from here and then you start mm-hmm. reading um i think the thing is like my goal is like there's so much stuff in print format uh, like i said like in old fate magazines or yep. um just books for example like i don't think enough people m- maybe read enough books like it's just like oh if it's not on google it doesn't exist it's like exactly. no someone wrote about this in the 50s and it, it's makes sense to like read it again now
1: um so it's even worse than that it's even to the point now where it's like well people talked about this in the 90s yeah. and it's like that is that's 30 years ago mm. and like even that stuff like people don't remember it it's yeah. wild, don't remember right? that
0: was 30 years ago oh, uh gross. yeah
1: <laughs> so we've talked about we've talked about your your future mm-hmm. aspirations with film yeah. um kind of at the, the end of the show I'm just curious, do you have uh, any other like really favorite uh, Midwest like cryptid cases or UFO stories? Anything that Mm -hmm. like, you know, jumps out to your to your mind as we have a few minutes left here.
0: Um, One of my favorite things is like, have you heard of the Vargas Trails hearing,
1: man? You know, I'm going to be honest. I actually haven't. And I'm excited to hear about it. Okay,
0: so um, funny enough, like I know Jack Osborne has a show popping up. Like with Bigfoot, right? Or maybe that's already out. Th-
1: no, this weekend. Okay. Yes, Sunday it's coming out. Yeah.
0: Well, if you need like throwback Jack Osborne, okay. there was I think it was uh uh Haunted Highway.
1: Oh I think yeah, this was on right. Haunted Highway. I'm pretty okay. like
0: I'm like 90% sure. Otherwise, there was some other I think there was other some other like travel channel show that had this, but um the Vargas Trail Harry Man is almost like a uh, Minnesotan Bigfoot. Oh, sure. Which is really fun. So one of the main um one of the main stories that came out of that was i think back in the 60s or possibly even 70s um, there was a a woman named Cheryl Cheryl Hansen mm. was like snowball, uh, uh snowmobiling as a kid okay. um and as they were basically s- snowmobiling through this like trail area they saw like a creature walk out and then start traipsing through the snow and then ran through and then mm. back into the woods but the one thing she she noticed, she's like, I don't think it was a person because it's snowing, it's deep snow, and they weren't wearing shoes. So this thing was Ooh. barefoot, like tracing, traipsing through, huh. which is pretty wild. Because I mean, I don't know. I mean, being a Midwesterner, you like think of Midwestern, uh, Minnesota, snow, and it's like, yeah, no, you don't I'm, mess
1: around with that. Yeah, I'm not, yeah. I'm
0: not gonna go barefoot up in that. So yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. So it was interesting though too because um, there's two, there's two parts of this. So somebody found like a skull that's really weird um so if you look up like vargas trail Harry man's skull it's a little sus but it's 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 (laughs) it's it's very fun kind of like 60s 70s like um kind of you know bigfoot lore but i mean the thing is like you know there could be something there my favorite part about the whole whole story was i think we wrote about this a long time ago was like that it was possibly like a hermit man that just like lived in a farmstead and then we're just going oh, kind to of pop out. No. And he, but he was like, you know, like, like oh. a wild man still living in the sixties, but he was just like a hermit that lived in an old farmstead that would just like creep people out. But, well, oh, man, it's that's- kind of cool because I, I don't know if they still do it, but I know a couple years back they did like a Vargas trails, like fun run. And it was like Bigfoot. Oh, that's and, cool. I love so that stuff. The, the town definitely kind of, um, looks up to like that old folklore and kind of brings it back. So, definitely one of those fun fun like cryptid creature things is Look Up mm-hmm. Vargas Trails and I'm like I'm I'm pretty positive there's a Haunted Highways episode on it with uh dude with good old Jack Osborne. So,
1: good old Jack mm-hmm. Osborne. He is he's a funny dude. I I'm yeah. going to look that up. Maybe it's on Discovery Plus. Uh, it knows? probably it would obviously everything's it, on there.
0: Uh Discovery Plus is probably one of like my favorite subscriptions. It it's so fun. Um cool. but I think uh, aside from that, I mean, Van Meter is like something that's really close to our heart. Yeah. I know um, people are probably like, guys, you haven't talked about Van Meter. Like, <laughs> what is? Yeah. I mean, the <laughs> thing is, like, I I can't do the whole Chad Lewis, like.
1: Yeah, I know, know, like,
0: I know. I know. I mean, I, I, I really, oh, man, he is such a good storyteller when it comes down to it, like his whole, it's his so whole good. depth. But I think the thing is, when once you get guys like, um, you know, like Clarence Dunn shooting out, like a window in his bank and then hiding in the in the safe or um like (laughs) the ov white thing is still a lot for me because i mean because you're just imagining to just wake up and you're like oh there's a weird beast that's bat like shining a light and then you get skunked and it's you just pass out and then you're just there and they're like i don't remember what happened last night i just saw a beast and then i smelled gas and i like passed out so those two things those two things are crazy and then you basically have like the sydney Gregg thing like seeing the seeing it like crawl down the telephone line like a parrot and then just that's the one that gets me every time
1: it's just like
0: what i could see it like 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 spielberg just makes it like happen like this should have been in jurassic park two like just the van meter visitor just attacking jeff goldblum like it it's something that like that part was like okay these here's the thing i feel like too many people think that people back in the early 1900s or even before that were dumb like these mm-hmm. people are like more in tune with nature than we are oh, like they sure. basically Easy. lived outside and they were coal miners like they dealt with oh, it. yeah so you know and then even for like the this like the the high school uh teacher to be like this is like some antediluvian beast that came from the hollow earth, you know.
1: Yeah, dude.
0: So let's go. Yeah, it's like no, it's not some demon. It's the antediluvian, you know. Like I, I, I just love hearing those like those parts of that story, and then on the flip side, you um, I, I think campfire, campfire, uh campfire Jails. Job. Yes, yeah, like, so good. I, they did a great job, but I love the fact that like those newspapers mm-hmm. were like no one, no one slept in Van Meter for weeks. Like, like it's. <laughs> It's wild, and then you, you and then just like a big gun gun battle with with the, with like oh, trapping it in and like posse, I, posse.
1: It's such scene, a dude. it's
0: such a slow motion like Arnold Schwarzenegger mo- moment where he's oh like come with and then come on like, do come it come on, <laughs> come here visit it, I've got you no
1: <laughs> yeah
0: so it's I I just it needs to be like it needs to that's one of the well, that's one of the ones where it's like if somebody gave me like a good budget I will yes. just tell that story all day long and it's oh like oh my goodness. We have, I mean, we have places like Living History Farms in Des Moines, which we uh, I talked to um, last year because I was like, I would love to use this as like a, a location. And they gave me some like some numbers and then it's like that ah, it's doable. So I think I think that will be a tale that I get told eventually. It's 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 I have everybody that's like worked with me. hmm whenever we have like 15 minutes of downtime will always yep. ask me about the van meter visitor. Exactly. Um, and like, I have a little van meter uh, cryptid comforts like patch on my, on my camera. Oh, a lot. Yes, so dude. It's yes. um, it's something that's really close to near and dear to my heart. But um, I think I can't remember when we were talking about this or if you even got talked about it a lot, but something about the coal mines kind of like sparked my interest. And yes. one of my, one of my coworkers, um today was like oh you guys you, you're doing that bigfoot thing tonight and i was like yeah i'm on that i'm on the podcast hey, you know <laughs> <how it is. laughs> yeah so i was like he's like well what are you going to talk about i was like well, it's me i'm going to talk about van meter at some point he goes mm-hmm. you know about the caves and stuff right i'm just like Whoa, okay yeah. break this down yeah. so he goes okay this was i i know that there i've been told that there's like cave entrances around like ingersoll and grand and des moines right and those are two like main streets and there's like houses um and it's they were so crazy yeah it's a very, you would never really imagine that there's like a cave Whoa. or a coal mine or anything like that um apparently he goes yeah my dad used to work for the city and mm-hmm. um anybody that's familiar with urbandale iowa apparently there is a cave or uh, um, a coal mine that they closed and like sealed behind the cobble uh cobblestone theater in urbandale
1: no, no way yeah dude that blows my mind. that's so, so weird
0: but it's crazy because, like, you think, like, I, I yeah, think yeah. the thing is people forget, like, when it comes to the van meter thing, it's, like, how, like, threaded and deep and, like, how much coal mining actually happens um, around the area. And then, like, you basically still have history. Like, we have probably history, like, underneath our, underneath our oh, feet right now. Oh, easy,
1: easy, yeah. So,
0: and it's kind of like yesterday I was up in Minnesota, like, in a cave that was literally under a farm that I was shooting. And the guy was like, oh, hey, by the way, the cave's just, like, right below us. We don't have to drive. And I was like, what? Yeah, and yeah. there's like
1: neighbor so, tooth skulls down there, dude. Oh yeah, it was
0: nuts. I I I have never experienced anything like that. But when it comes down to it, it's like, yeah, if 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 there was a creature that wanted to hide, it can just go through these cave systems, and it probably knows them better than we do. And plus, it's got a blowing, a, a glowing beak, so we can see down there. So
1: yeah, dude. Oh man, there could be a whole army of visitors. I mean, who imagine? knows,
0: man? I mean, Whoa. they they there's the there's the phrase from the the uh, register article that said, it sounded mm-hmm. like an army of Satan's imps that's true. marching up on battle of uh, van meter. But
1: speaking you know, of which did I ever tell you this, uh, the most synchronistic thing to happen to me. Hmm. So I was taking a walk one day yeah. uh, where we used to live in central Iowa. And I looked down and what do I see?
0: A, a plastic, hey a
1: plastic pterodactyl van meter visitor. I was Man. like, that's, that's it is synchronicity it's it's the heavens saying yes mm. it's it's wild right it's I, I just the weirdest that. thing that's
0: such a fun so. thing i think one of my favorite possessions right now is i have a, a starbucks Frappuccino glass <laughs> of uh brick and tile factory like dirt and like soil oh nice yeah because i i went so funny enough like last year when i was out filming with you um with you and then chad and everything else was mm-hmm. i somehow won the gift basket in in the gift that basket was a along with yeah. basket. oh, it was too. great. You got the book yeah. and like all the other fun stuff. But I looked in the very bottom and I was like, oh, someone just like threw away the trash. Oh, that's brick and tile dirt. And I was like, oh, that's so cool,
1: man. That's so, amazing, yeah. dude. Lucky a stuff. Lucky stuff. Believe it or not, Andrew, uh, we are at the end of the hour. I I told you it's <laughs> this one's, one's going to yeah. go super quick. Um, do you mind though taking a few minutes? Uh, I want to make sure. Uh, the people know how they can keep up to date with you in unknown Midwest and mm-hmm. all that good stuff.
0: Yeah. I mean, if, if you want to, I mean, if you want to, please do. Um, you can follow along with uh, me on uh, Instagram and Facebook at unknown Midwest. I'm also on Twitter at unknown Midwest. Um, I'm going to be getting the website up, um, as soon as I possibly can, cause it's, it's getting close. I was hoping to have it done by this episode. Um, Unfortunately not, but that will be unknownmidwest.com. midwest.com. It will start bringing back, um, blog posts and vice versa, probably throw, do some throwbacks just to get started up and kind of share what we nice. used to do. Um, nice. because it's already there and ready to go. Um, but we'll start writing some new articles and, you know, see what happens. That's uh, basic. otherwise like probably follow me like through, uh, on my own personal channels, just through those as well. So yeah, that's how you can reach out with me.
1: I love it, dude. Andrew, mm-hmm. thanks so much for coming on. You are as always a super good friend. Thank you so much.
0: Absolutely man. Thank you very much.
1: Real quick announcement before we head out. Uh I've got the opportunity of going on my first Bigfoot expedition at the end of July. Currently I'm uh trying to raise money to buy gear for that. If you want to specifically support Bigfoot Society and uh you know as I go into my first Bigfoot expedition uh, feel free to do that by going over to the Bigfoot Society Etsy page and buying a t shirt over there. That will help fund my gear for that expedition. Uh, you can also join the uh, Patreon, patreon.com forward slash Bigfoot's forward slash The Bigfoot Society. I'm about to talk to that talk about that again in a few minutes, but uh, that's where you'll be able to see. I'll be putting some interviews uh, from that expedition. Plan is to put some extra content directly from that uh, expedition into the Patreon, so definitely uh, support the podcast through there as well. Thanks. Thanks for listening to the Bigfoot Society podcast. Please take a few minutes to review the show on iTunes, five stars, as it does help us get into the eyes and ears of more listeners on itunes Uh, that will help us just get bigger and bigger and get even better quality guests for future shows Uh, also if you have any bigfoot encounters or cryptid encounters please send your stories and uh, audio and photos whatever you've got over to bigfootsociety at gmail.com If you'd like to become more involved with Bigfoot Society and get some extra content, we do have a Patreon. Uh, where you can get all sorts of cool things for example for seven dollars a month you get extra bigfoot society content uh, usually interviews but other things as well you get a sweet membership card and a vinyl sticker that i send to you in the mail you get access to the bigfoot society after show which is an extra interview after the main interview with the weekly cast and usually they are up for uh, patreon members to be in that extra show segment with them and me and you get to ask your uh, question live to them and get an answer from the guest which as you've seen what guest we've had in the past this could be a really big deal there's also a private discord where you can get involved with uh, talking to me one-on-one and the community there and that's always a great time You can find the Patreon at www.patreon.com forward slash the Bigfoot Society. We're very thankful for all our supporters that we have in so many different ways and appreciate uh, all our listeners coming back week after week to listen to more cryptozoology-based interviews. Uh, Thanks so much for listening, and we'll see you next time. The views and opinions expressed are those of the guest and do not necessarily reflect the official policy or position of Bigfoot Society. Any content provided by our guests are not intended to malign any religion, ethnic group, club, organization, company, individual, or anyone. Thank you.